0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spirit Talk. My name is Mo, and you have arrived to the place where you need to be. Here we'll be talking about entrepreneurship, mental health, and different tips and tricks to keep you in a vibe. Thank you for staying, and make sure you share with a friend. Okay, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Mo, and welcome to Spirit Talk. Today, I have the wonderful Rashana here. She's the dopest marketing manager that I've ever met. So she's going to join us today. We're going to talk about customer retention and how to build your business up. So Rashana, let us know a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, y'all. Thank you so much, Mo, for having me. I'm glad to be here on Spirit Talk. Um, First and foremost, my name is Rayshana Striggles. I run a marketing and PR firm. It's called Miss Newsworthy. And my goal with visiting your podcast and just talking with your audience is to um, pull the curtain back on my industry and let you all in on what's going on behind the scenes because with education comes better results. And I feel that um, our industry can sometimes be really mysterious for those who need us. Um, A little about me. I've been in the industry for over 10 years. I started as a teenager back in 09. So, you know, this was the start of Twitter, of, you know, online lifestyle and um, all the way up to how things are now with influencers, Facebook and Instagram ads, and even TikTok.
0: And with that, what are the You don't have to say all the changes, but what are those changes like now, like in today's time compared to what it was like then?
1: I think one of the biggest um, changes is that brands are getting a lot more personal. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, back in the day, you could have Johnson & Johnson where your business, but your personal ethics and practices maybe aren't aligned and people don't notice. But mm-hmm. now everyone's got social media and we're tapped in. So your brand not only has to deliver customer satisfaction, but you have to guarantee that your business personality matches mm-hmm. those of your customers.
0: That is true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause it's like, otherwise people won't trust you or investing you that way because mm-hmm. it's like, if you ain't, Somebody aligned. that's already up there, they don't really care. Yeah, you need to be very aligned in what you offer your customers and what
1: your brand stands for in mm-hmm. order to establish the brand trust that, you know, just keeps them coming back.
0: I like that. That was really awesome. Um, so throughout this interview, Rishana is going to be talking to us about customer re- is it retention. Mhm customer saying it right? retention. Yes, customer ma'am. retention and just the importance of what I, what that is and bringing your customers back and how to get them, you know, to invest in your business. So, what are some potential ways to retain customers in 2021?
1: So, as we saw like over the lockdowns and with COVID, a lot of businesses learned that the digital space is very important. It's in to establish an online presence and communication with your audience and to know whom they are and how they move. And what I mean by that is, you want to essentially be friends with your customers, you want this to be a relationship. Um, and when you're somebody's friend, you have to know what to expect from that person. And you also, as a friend yourself, has to be able to anticipate the other person's needs. You know, Mm -hmm. if you look in the dictionary, a friend is defined as someone you know, like, and trust. So Mm -hmm. those are the three things that you'll be needing to gain from your customer. Um, And that's what's going to retain.
0: Okay. And when you define retain, for those that aren't familiar with that word, what is that exactly? In simple terms,
1: retain means to keep that customer engaged. So if I'm at Target and I see a brand, you know, let's say Mm Honeypot and I'm like, okay, I like this packaging. Like this is cute. Maybe it's for me after that first purchase or after that first, what we call brand experience, retaining means keeping that customer coming back. So maybe I take that product home and I use it and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. And, you know, I hear from my friends that they love it too. And there's another flavor I should try or another smell. Now I'm being retained. You know, I'm coming back to that store every two months on the dot to get a refill of that
0: product. Now let's talk about Honeypot for a second because their packaging it's their packaging really that can sell on its own without them having to advertise, you know, like mm-hmm. on TV or anything. So when you look at a box of honeypot, or, you know, i wanted to say a box of honeypot, what is it that you notice on there that customers, that'll make a customer want to invest? Mm-hmm.
1: At least for
0: me, it was the coloring mm-hmm. and
1: the readability of it. Okay. Everybody, I feel like at least these days, society is getting a lot more product conscious as far mm-hmm. as what's inside of our products. So having that just like up front and on there and also having the coloring that is going to look good in my home. And okay. I, I will give Honeypot credit for that, but I will also um, credit Method products for that. Because I think they were the first brand to actually purposefully set out to make products that were not only usable, but good as home decor.
0: Right. You're right. Because it does. It has a nice little something. Because what they sell is so kind of like private-ish. But at the same time, it's something if you were to have it around, it wouldn't seem so like, oh, you need to put that away.
1: Yes, type of exactly. Thing. And I love method products. I definitely have their
0: soaps and their cleaners around my home. I'll have to try it. Is that another thing that's at Target, too? Yeah, I I think you can definitely pick up Method at Target. Um,
1: But they do, like, hand soaps, um, shower cleaner. All of the cleaning products you have at home can probably be replaced with Method.
0: I know what method it is. I know exactly what it is. Cause they have like a little, but it look like a little raindrop or so, a big raindrop where yes. you um, get the soap from. Yes. With the
1: blues and greens. And yes,
0: yes. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. And see, just like that, it's like you saying it and I'm trying to picture it. And I'm like the drop. It's that droopy looking thing that they got. That is mm-hmm. how, so yes, how that looks. Um, For me with honey pot, I read the box and it says something about ancestors I was like yes whatever this is I want it <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking my language so um yeah okay so the way that packaging is set up is another way to bring a custom customer in and to get them to come back um how do you keep loyal and consistent customers through retention I think one of
1: the best ways is keeping in contact. So back to that example of a friend, you know, what is the best way to build a friendship? You know, um, ask them how they're doing, invite them out, um, you know, show them that you care and have appreciation. So you would do this as a business as well. Maybe you have a um, email uh, newsletter or a text chain where you text your customers, and you ask them, you know, hey, how was that last thing you purchased? Or, you know, just FYI, we have our annual Christmas party coming up. It'll be virtual. Or, you know, you're giving them a, here's a 20% off discount code because I appreciate you ordering four times in a row. It's mm-hmm. a, exactly the same. So when you symbolize it and just think like you already have these relationships, everybody's got either a mom, dad, friend, cousin, brother. You want to think of your customer as a person just like that. So for instance, my target audience, my ideal client, um, I visualize him. His name is Daryl. You know, um, he's anywhere from 35 to 40. Um, Daryl's a very big brand whore. You know, he's been shopping at Adidas since he was young, so still shops at Adidas. Um, You know, he's always, he's a strict routine so knowing those things can help me anticipate that person's needs and that's how you want to view your customers Mm
0: -hmm. so staying connected having some way some source where it's like email text some type of system like that and being very conscious and paying attention yeah anticipating their needs if you know
1: let's say even for you mo um, maybe you've got someone that you're visualizing as your target audience. And, you know, during the holidays, this is when a lot of those people will be having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you offer extra readings during that time. You're anticipating their needs and you're reaching out when you know it's hard for them. The same way you would a friend. If, you mm-hmm. know, they lost a spouse during the holidays, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I know he's going through it. I'm going to reach out during this time.
0: I just sent out an email because this whole full moon thing, it's like, ooh, I know emotions are always up and crazy around this time. And I've been noticing noticing that with like people around me and my clients. So I sent out an email where it was like, I used the Aventrine pendant as like the main theme. Like, okay, you looking for grounding and protection right now? This is your thing. We're trying to find balance in our life at a time where we're being pushed towards change and that can be difficult. So how about you take this pendant and use that as your source of groundedness mm. through the heart chakra.
1: Yes, and it's crazy you say that too because I kept getting signs of like you know my ancestors and energy in the universe just saying like, "Hey, we're here for you. We're here for you. Just relax. Let us take care of things." And I was like, "Okay, I feel
0: secure. The pressure is on." <laughs> the pressure the emotional pressure you know like that's so high right now and um i'm glad that i got a business where it's like i could provide some type of understanding of what's going on in some way shape or form Mm
1: -hmm. having a foothold is you know half the battle (laughs) true
0: (laughs) okay so (laughs) as a business owner how does one identify the customer's needs and wants from their business like how does someone really know what that is so
1: I think there's two ways to do that because at least for me in business I feel like a happy business owner is a good business owner so Mm. you want to first start with your purpose what do you feel your purpose is you know just like you Mo you said your purpose is to provide you know security reassurance guidance those things are needed. So starting there, and then you look at, you know, well, who needs these things? Like if I can think visually in my life or people that I've seen throughout my human experience, who needed this? And then think about that person. And once you have them, you wanna think about their pain points. How can I help this person? Um, Maybe they're not in tune with their own emotions. Maybe they um, lack the vision of their future, so they're feeling lost. And once you have a solution for those problems, you want to bottle it up and, you know, release those at a time you feel like they need it. And that's how you're going to start anticipating their needs and making sure that you're doing that repeatedly. And once you do that repeatedly, that's when your business has accomplished customer satisfaction and customer retention because not only are they going to be happy they're going to be coming back a good um, sign that you're hitting this Mm -hmm. is when you're experiencing word of mouth referrals Mm -hmm. and you're receiving reviews and you as a business owner are happy with the people you are seeing frequent your business you're not constantly feeling underpaid and overworked you're not feeling you're, you're feeling more you're picked paid up, up and relaxed
0: okay yeah that is true um because we did that part in the beginning where it was like okay mm-hmm. what is it that they want and so then I went and I did that and then they would ask I would get a lot of questions it's like you got in and I mean that's how we got to the necklaces because someone was like you don't have jewelries I'm like mm-hmm. Not yet, but if I did, what you thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah, let me know what you need. <laughs> and what type of nexus is we talking about? Like, yeah, the tiger's eye pendants was something somebody mentioned a year ago. I was like, okay, I'll definitely look into that, you know, once these items go out. But then as those was up, you know, like the candles, the amber candles, I wasn't expecting that to be a big thing. And now I'm noticing, I'm like, okay, y'all really like it. all right. So, Yeah. And you learn what fits into their lifestyle.
1: And you're like, okay, you want necklaces, you want candles. All right, sounds like, sounds like my target audience is creating a space and a haven and an aesthetic for their lifestyle. You know, let me add some room decor. Let me go ahead and add um, jacket overcovers, things like that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's literally one of those things. It's like, it, if it supports the aesthetic of your business, and it can support the customer at the same time because sometimes you'll throw in things that probably shouldn't go with your business. And you gotta be willing to say like, "Yeah, but that's just not yeah, you know my part of the never looking for
1: that or you know or
0: it doesn't fit my brand, right? Like I'm not selling cupcakes. <laughs> just <laughs> not doing that. Yeah, no.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different industry. <laughs> now we talking food.
0: <laughs> it's like okay, she ought to sell. But yeah, it's like if you can sit back look at the scales and say like okay this does support the aesthetic of my business and it also supports my customers that may be a great investment to add into your business to sell mm-hmm. a product or to give to your customers um yeah as a marketing manager or as a pr what do you provide that can help someone grow into their business like advancing their business i think the
1: most important thing is the brand story. And mm-hmm. I do want to go back. I want to correct you. Because I feel like a lot of people don't know this. But a PR person. You have to refer to them as PR person. Because PR just stands for public relations. Uh-huh. So that's one of the ways people will know. If you either know um, what public relations is. Or if you've ever had one. They'll know if you call them a PR person. Or you ca- refer to them as a publicist it'll make you seem like a lot professional. Like they'll be like, oh, okay, she knows what she's talking about or she's been here before. Okay. Um, So that's just a tip, but.
0: So is PR and marketing manager related or is it just, are they like cousins? I feel like they're cousins, but I feel like
1: in order to be successful, you Mm -hmm. must have both. If your marketing is not, you know, on point, my job is going to be a lot harder because um, like you said, like going back to your first question, that brand story is really important. But if I'm out here, you know, telling people I'm like, OK, Benevolent Whispers is great, like changed my life. Everything um, was, you know, trustworthy and it was a safe experience. But then somebody comes, that same person I told comes to your Instagram or to your website and they just see you hanging out, you know, not doing anything, just chilling on the block or, you know, not really um, providing a safe environment. You don't have that social proof. And now that brand story is worth nothing. You know what I mean? But if you're marketing and your brand is solid and then I'm out here telling people those things and they come back and find that social proof that's when we get a purchase that's when we're getting a believer
0: right Yep. because they gotta that is so funny because I always tell my friend I'm like a lot of people just need to see it and if they see it whatever happens around that it won't matter because they know what they saw (laughs) like no matter Mm -hmm. how many times somebody can say I'm not a great medium there's somebody out there with their experience with me from their reading like nah she knows what she's talking about because there's no way she would know that was in my room <laughs> so yeah you gotta give them that
1: you do you do and you have to believe it yourself because it's the same as that friendship like if I tell one of my friends like you know we can't tonight if I don't believe it we're not getting in. <laughs> she's not gonna believe me she's gonna be like no let's just go somewhere else but you know it's it's about that confidence in that you, you know, know what you're doing. doing you're establishing yourself as an expert in your field you know what I mean if you even if it's just candles this is going to be the best candle for you because I am picked it for you
0: here you go you know right that is true and I always I always got time for a success story because you're not going to get that with everybody. And that's okay. I think like being able to take losses and kind of lose situations, you got to be willing to eat that up and still be able to provide for those customers that actually show up and believe in you with that same amount of energy that you did in, be- in the beginning because it's like those are the ones that's going to keep helping you move forward whether they yeah. you know, keep telling people about you. I feel like some people will focus on that one customer they got mad, that made them mad that day or was disappointed. And it's like, listen, you completely missing out on Samantha over here who really loved your business and told everybody at work. Yeah, yeah. That. Be good to Samantha. Stop thinking about David. Be good to Samantha. Learn yeah. what you did from David because you got to take accountability that can help. But still put your energy back on Samantha because she believes in you. Mm-hmm. And that's your target audience.
1: Um, a lot of times in music, I tell my artists that they want to impress, you know, their friends, their family. But, you know, honey, that's just not your target market. These kids oh. with the disposable income who are actively looking for their favorite artists, they don't know who that person is yet those are the persons that are going to be listening to your music that are going to replay it, share it, you know, make crazy videos to it. So you have to give to, you know, what's open to receiving you. You've got two options. You can either change yourself to be what the people who you want to like you are, or you can just, be your true self and those people that you attract authentically you can build that relationship with
0: them that is very true that is very true okay so let's talk about that part because i think a lot of folks thought i was crazy in the beginning but i i listen i read books and they say that like (laughs) do not let them folks be your main those are not my main customers i even try to get them to just go to somebody else because it's like y'all gonna keep me comfortable and now I won't have clients in, like, Australia. So explain to that, or can you explain to people, like, what that means when it says, yes. like, like, don't rely on your family and friends? Yes. How do you do that? How do you go around that? See, so I, um,
1: I think one of the biggest examples for me, because I was thinking with a marketing mind, even as a child. So it, it didn't make any sense for me, um, the Jordan shoe. Okay. So Michael Jordan, you know, he came from humble beginnings, mm-hmm. but he came out with the Jordans and the price point was very high. If Michael Jordan would have went into it with the mindset of this is for my friends and family, others who are in humble beginnings, that shoe would have been anywhere from 15 to $25.
0: But he
1: market these are for my serious athletes, you know, who are getting paid, who are willing to invest in a shoe you know, and he started out that way. Those friends and family, they jumped on after. Heck, the whole um, neighborhood probably jumped on after, but that was because he strong held on his target market. Now, what would have happened if he would have came out with that shoe at $200 and been upset with his friends and family whom aren't in that target market, who can't afford that, who aren't willing to invest that much in a shoe? If he would have harped on them and never came out with those shoes, we don't know where he'd be right now. You no. Know? So, so that's what why do you he's think helped that him. Day.
0: What do you think helped him? Like, how do you have a brand that's at that type of market value? How do you get people to appreciate it?
1: I think what it is is honestly the confidence. And that I will tell you is something that I cannot create for a client. I cannot, you know, sell it. I can send them to a confidence coach, but you have to have that ability to believe in yourself and want what you want for yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: This is what I'm doing. When you let others in and allow naysayers to become your guidance, you know, that's never gonna work because People can smell that. It's just like when um, I tell all my clients this, if, if you've never done anything, you don't have anything on your socials, you don't have anything on your Facebook, and next week you come out with a music video that costs half a million dollars, your friends and family, they're not going to believe it. They're going to think you're up to something. As, as, as unfortunate as it is, they're going to think, okay, he robbed a blank a bank. We don't believe in his success. Something must be at play here. Mm -hmm. And now I can't buy into it. But if you start from humble beginnings, just recording yourself. And then that next week, they see a friend join you. Now you got somebody recording you. And maybe that next year, you got a couple people watching you. And the next year after that, you did your first show. Now, when you come out with that half a million dollar video, now they're like, okay, I believe in this person. I've seen it. Like you said, I've seen the glow up. I can confidently say I'm a day one. You know what I mean? Right. I remember when he used to just be at the corner by 7-Eleven rapping. And now mm-hmm. he's on VET. You know, they took a part in your story. They've invested in your story. And that's them investing in themselves. You know? Right. right. So that's why the brand story is like important. Yeah, it's very important. <clears throat> Michael Jordan, people saw him. They saw him as a kid. You know, they heard the stories about him. Kidding. They were even with him during his gambling problems. You know, when he went through loss with his family, when he decided to play baseball, they loved him so much. He went to a whole different sport. <laughs> <laughs> and they followed him over
0: and went back, you know. But how you just going to be loved that much? It's like, yep, that's how it happened. That's a, okay. That's a great person to look at for that type of influence. influence. Yeah, Yeah. because they're
1: not loving him. They're loving them.
0: Those are their moments.
1: You know, they remember going with their cousins to see the first Michael Jordan game. They remember going with their cousins to be at uh, Nike and Foot Locker when the shoe came out. They remember those things. So they're loving themselves.
0: That part. You're right about that. You're really right about that. Because when we did ours for honesty, it made me look back at myself like, dang, if I was to influence a person like honesty, I would want to encourage honesty to be like strong and courageous, but strong and courageous to where she won't even sit there and take no mess from people. Who have tried her, but she has to owe loyalty to. But it's like, no, you're going to stand up to them too because of how they treat you as well. If you really don't be empowered, you know, like that. And it made me kind of like, okay, then you're going to have to start doing that. You're going to have to be that person again. You're going to have to start standing up for what's right. Yep. So then, as a business
1: owner, you got to take that, how you feel about honesty, take that a step further. And you're like, okay, if I know, That I feel this way about her, and this is what she needs to do. What is she going to need to do this? She might need a notebook to write down her Mm -hmm. goals. She's going to need pencils. She's going to need a support system. So maybe I'm starting a Facebook group. She's going to need this and that, and that's where anticipating those needs come in.
0: That's where the oh, you don't know, but that's where like the open mic is. So I have an open mic now where oh. people come and express themselves and that's so crazy because we went somewhere fancier um, the other day just to or yeah, to look at some venues and they was like you know we just wanted to be in a place where they didn't have to talk like that I'm like no like I want a space where they can talk like that like I want somebody to come up in there and let us know how they feel yeah that's what this was all you know that's what this was all for if we can't do that then and what's the point yeah (laughs) you know and it's just more about appreciating that that root chakra area or that shadow side because it's like you went through an experience where Mm -hmm. you needed where you felt that and why would we put that aside and that's the thing it's like we're in a world where we act like we care but okay if you care so much let them share that and they're doing it through an art form so it's not hurting you in any way yeah
1: so you know just paying their needs and things like that it feels like being able to make a decision like that like no i know that my people are not going to be able to feel the vibe here i i know what they want and this isn't that you know
0: yeah it's like being an advocate (laughs) yeah you're being an advocate for (laughs) your
1: clients and your consumers
0: yeah and i think like as artists so because i know you manage like artists and stuff That's what they're doing with theirs, like, low-key. But they're just doing it through themselves. It's, like, however they feel or whatever they express when they're performing, that person just feels that. They don't have to go up there and do it. They can just watch them do it. Like, yeah, that makes me feel good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like, I for two artists, I feel like definitely get that. Travis Scott and um, J. Cole. Like, Mm -hmm. people were um, commenting because... At J. Cole's latest performance, he wore Crocs, a T-shirt, and some sweats. He didn't even do his hair. And I'm like, because he knows he doesn't have to. He knows his audience. And he knows we really could give a damn. We don't want him to wear all that. We're trying to hear the music. We've been through a lot this year. It was (laughs) hard for us to get ready i was at home watching wearing the exact same outfit like
0: (laughs) right why are we sitting acting like we gotta be blinked out to have this session right now that we know is gonna be a banger yeah we don't need to impress why would we all
1: come and lie to each other like this we know we're all broke we know we all (laughs) stress we know that the world almost ended last year Let's not <laughs> pretend. Let's,
0: we know this is like, my, my last PPP load that I've <laughs> used to go to this
1: concert. <laughs> to this concert, okay? So he came as he was to give his audience what he needed. Um, Travis Scott did the same thing. Like, a lot of people were upset about Rolling Loud and, you know, his audience coming out to that show. But as an artist, he knew what they needed. He was like, it's been a rough year. My audience needs mosh pits. They need <laughs> to let out this aggression. If we don't, things you know things might go awry. so I'm gonna do what it does. They tried to shut it down and Travis Scott ended up paying for out of his own pocket, not only for the concert to go on an hour longer, but for everyone to get a safe ride home. He paid all the tickets for the buses because even my bus driver got a couple tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, for driving on the toll on the way home. They're not supposed to do that. But he wanted us to get home on time. And I felt taken care of. As a consumer, as a listener, I felt like Travis cared about me individually. Not only did he... Push the concert longer and let us mosh longer. He also brought out the Migos because he's like, I know y'all couldn't afford to see everybody perform at the festival. So I'm going to have as many people who you didn't get to see perform during my set. So you feel like it's worth it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I've never been taken care of like this. Okay. Even people who know me in real life don't take care of me like <laughs> this. You know what I mean? Like, this is nice. He knew what I needed he knew what I needed like you need that release
0: you need that excitement and you need that safe ride home and that's something you will always tell somebody about him Mm -hmm. like and that's something I was like we were just saying like it's one of those things where it's like no matter what anybody says about you it's always gonna be one person there that's gonna be like "Mm -mm," because my experience (laughs) wasn't like that they made sure I was good they made sure I was okay
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure that um, the gov- the Florida government was upset. I'm sure that the neighbors to the stadium were upset, but his target audience, we went home feeling happy. We were full. We had released, you know, we probably had a good week that next week because we let all our stress out. And yeah, like you said, I'll take that brand experience with me for a long time. So your brand experience is you know, that just sold the next 10 concerts for me. If I see his right. name bill, I'm definitely paying.
0: <laughs> so taking care of your customers that way, that's very interesting because I think Lil Nas X just gave some people like a little bit, like a Bitcoin, like some shares mm-hmm. or something. Because someone had posted like a screenshot of their share that they got from Lil Nas. It was real small. Yes. but It was still something. yeah I'm like what is he up to but that's what that that's what it is it's the retention yeah so Lil Nas X not a lot of people know this um when
1: that first song of his came out he said he had like something crazy like six dollars and eight cents in his bank account no savings (laughs) like that it was this was it like this was just supposed to be some I'm already poor I'm gonna make a song I I already (laughs) like music (laughs) you know let's Let's just do it. See what happens. You know, I'm going to buy a beat online, even though I know I only have $29. So he bought the beat and had $6 left over. And it popped. So, you know, as somebody who knows the people that listen to his story, he's like, Mm -hmm. I know y'all broke. Y'all need good investments. You need to learn these things. Um, He and Megan Thee Stallion uh, did it. They both sent money to their fans. So, you know. That is dope. I think it's just knowing like, hey, this is what they need. They don't need me to pop out and twerk right now. What they need is money, finances, education for their families. Because if they're not educated, if they're not making money, who going to buy these albums?
0: Who going to buy these tickets? And that's what I like because it's like, that's something I always paid attention to now. Now that I know what I know, it's just like, okay, what? Y'all know, like, y'all businesses run because these people are investing in you. So how are you investing back into them? You know, like, even lyrically. What are your Mm -hmm. lyrics? That's an investment. What are your lyrics making these people want to do? Are they making, do they want to better their lives, stand up strong for themselves, take care of their community? Like, okay, cool. Because you're still a part of that influence. So these are, like, dope, like, additional ways. Yeah, and if they don't learn from you, they won't connect. Um, mm-hmm. Like a, I feel like
1: one good case study is Tanache. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know whom she is. Mm-hmm. But... I love her, Aquarius. Yeah, I loved Tanache too. Um, but do you know anything about her, like personal?
0: That's where she, and that's where she messes up. At. It's just like, yes, yeah, sis, but what mm-hmm. she got to get herself connected with? Yeah, she's
1: is feeling maybe either insecure enough or doesn't trust her audience enough to show the real her. But that kept us from connecting with her and that mm-hmm. caused her to get dropped from her label because we're connecting to Danny Lay People may not like Danny as much, but we know her. We know who she likes. She likes the baby. We know her kid. We know um, what type of clothes she likes to wear. She, we know she likes to dance outside of music. You know things like that. I I can't really say the same for Tinashe. I don't really know that for factual.
0: That is true. Even with like, cause she got TikTok and stuff. I follow her and everything, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're popping,
1: but everybody's popping nowadays.
0: (laughs) Okay, that you're right about that. So retention is very important. That's just like the ultimate thing. So. I guess I got a question for you now in regards to artists. So, when you have clientele that's artists, how do you start them out? Like, do you start with the branding story or do you start with like the legal stuff? Do they have their trademark? Do they have like that? Because I get clients that ask me that, and that's like the one thing I just don't know. I'm like, child, no. So I'll child. say
1: this it kind of depends on where that artist is, but. To make it clear, as a publicist, we take people who are already famous or already have clout and keep them relevant.
0: We do not
1: create famous people. We're not famous factories. So I always want to put that out first. So most of the time, those people either have a brand story or they have a narrative that's out there and Mm -hmm. we're taking control of it and we're aiming it towards Um, specific goals and milestones they want to reach. And that's where public relations is working the best. As far as on the marketing tip, sometimes, yes. Um, If a client has nothing, they're bare bones. Um, I have a package called my brand story bootcamp. That's Mm -hmm. on my website. That is where I'll start them because you can't have marketing until you have your story. If I don't know what your story is, I don't know who's going to relate to it. I don't know how to reach this person. And I don't know what they like. So it starts with just knowing you and where you want to go. I
0: like that. I like that. So
1: just keeping it, you know, really simple. But making sure that you know your why and having your vision vision tight hold, that's Mm -hmm. always going to lead through PR and marketing. I I tell clients all the time, it's like GPS. GPS can take you anywhere in the world, but there are so many places out there. And if you want to make sure you're happy with your results, you need to make sure you have a pinpoint destination of where you would like to go, a place that you know, when I reach here, this
0: is what will mark success. That is true. And I don't... When I talk to my clients, I'm like, is it scary to say out loud? Because it just seems like to find what that is, it it can be very clear. And maybe now I'm just in that moment now where it's like it's happening. So when it comes down to what I want, I can just be very specific about it. But when you ask that question, you don't notice that. Like it's like that's Mm -hmm. a trouble, a trouble area. Of course.
1: I mean, even for myself, um, I, (laughs) I messed up because when I was a kid, I I had bigger dreams than I feel like anyone I knew. Mm
0: -hmm. So I
1: felt like that was good enough. Everybody told me my dreams were big. So I believed them. But what ended up happening is I reached all of those dreams by about Mm 2425. And I was like, Oh, I was like, Okay, like, you know, that that went a little quick so now like now what like now I'm here so I ended up having to basically start over and dream even bigger like dare to dream larger than I had before and it Mm -hmm. was scary and it was daunting um, because nobody wants to fail especially not after you feel like you've reached a point where everybody's proud of you you know
0: Mm. that is true
1: yeah, it's definitely scary. You don't want to let down any of your supporters or your family.
0: That is very true. Keep them folks proud and happy for you. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You're like, man, if I shoot further and fall, I'm gonna feel. Uh, you know, I'm gonna feel real salty. But that's just our insecurity speaking. And realistically, no one's gonna think that. You know,
0: it's giving Tyra Banks. She's like, we were. We we we're
1: all in for you.
0: She was so upset. Really giving Tyra Banks. Nobody <laughs> wants that right there, man. Not from Tyra. Okay, I got one more question before we get off. Um, what could somebody do that's listening right now? What type of retention could somebody do today for their customers, even if they're starting out small scale?
1: If they're starting out small scale and they already have customers, my advice would be to um, do a customer survey, find out what's inside of their heads, what they're expecting of you and what they feel they need from you in the future. That way you can harness on the positives and you won't just run around in circles. It's like J. Cole said, you know, you came a long way. But the bad news is you ran the wrong way. You never want that to be you in business. Mm. So make sure you're using your customer as your North star. And the best way to do that is through customer surveys or focus groups. If you don't have any customers yet, you know, compile a focus group, even if it is friends and family, try to get some diversity there. But, you know, ask them, give them your product, you know, record their reactions and, Learn about how your customer feels about your brand
0: experience. I love that. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm going to keep that one for myself. Check that off. (laughs) Yeah. I really appreciate you for taking the time out to talk with us about this because I'm definitely somebody I didn't know much about none of this. And just Mm -hmm. having a conversation with you, it like changed everything and it helps me a lot. Within even just a little bit, you know, it's definitely more that I could be doing within the information that you gave me, but it just helped me like step into BW at a larger scale. So I appreciate your time. No, of course. And I appreciate you allowing me into your space.
1: Let me know if you guys need anything, if you need to find me, com MS Newsworthy on everything. Um, I know a lot of people say I look mean. Y'all, I promise I'm not. Send me a DM.
0: <laughs> yeah, She'll definitely give you exactly what you're looking for. So I will put her information in the description box. And I thank y'all for talking with us. And y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. Rashawn. Good night. Good night.